Hey everyone, this is Dana GM bringing you episode 86 of Bum Bum Bum, Bum What the Dice. That's right, guys, 86 episodes in, and we are still doing the Murdoch. This arc took a little bit longer than I expected it to be, but you know what? We're having fun, and that's all that really matters. Just want to tell you guys we got a YouTube going on, and Instead of telling you to go to What the Dice's Twitter and asking you to follow, I would like you guys to all share some love with our artist, Nightland. Now, Nightland's on Twitter and she posts all of her cool art that she has up for sale on both her Etsy and some other places, so you should definitely go check her out. If you want to find her on Twitter, you can find her at Nightland. N Y T L I N. That's right, at Nightland over on the Twitter. She's got all sorts of cool stuff that she's got going on. She's got an Instagram, she's got a Patreon, she's got a Twitch, she's got a Facebook, and she's got tons of art that she loves to share. So go show her some love, guys, because she is not only an amazing artist, but she is an amazing crew member. Past that, that's all I got. And I want to thank you guys again for joining us for episode 86 of What the Dice? As we approach the campsite, we notice that the log cabin that is currently being built has had stones placed inside the foundation. Some of them have been hammered down to a smooth surface, others left out in a jagged form on the outskirts, giving a rustic fence look. Around the edge, we see some logs that have been placed down on its side and chipped away so that the next log can fit in its place. We look around slowly, looking for the old storyteller, and we see him. He is sitting, leaning against his stump, eyes closed, his book clenched to his chest. We make our way quietly to the log that we always sit at. The fire is out. It's a cool, breezy day. The storyteller yawns and looks at us. Ah, me friends, me friends. Welcome. Oh, it seems I nodded off for just a moment, but uh, please sit. Last we spoke, the adventurers have found a bloody silk scarf and hid it quite skillfully. And Avivulus found a strange ring hidden in an electrical panel on the cockpit of the Murdoch. With these clues and many things they've learned, will they ever figure out who killed the captain? We will find out. Sit back, relax, and hear me tell. In the last episode, you guys had a chance to poke around the ship, eavesdrop, get a young lady drunk and search her room, stash some evidence inside a hidden compartment in her room, and then return to your bedrooms or your common room, whatever you would like to call it. During that time, DeFabulous had a chance to do some pokey pokey around the engine, and he found himself a strange ring. 
When you guys sat down in the room and started to clean it, you guys realized that it wasn't just an ordinary piece of ring. It was an actual ring that isn't missing a stone. Defabulous found this piece of jewelry hidden inside a electrical panel or an electrical relay inside the Murdoch's engine room where it looked like someone had used a crowbar to pry it up. Past that, we left off with you guys sitting in a common room discussing your plan for the rest of this strange, strange adventure. Who would like to start? Not it. Not it. Miss Faye. The defeated look on her face. Thrown under the bus. There was definitely a slump of a... God damn it. I've been bad. I do want to let you guys know the current time on the Murdoch. It is nightfall. The sun has fully set and the moon is just starting to rise up. You can still hear some music coming from upstairs. It's not, like, super loud. It's mostly that, like, all right, only the hardest of core gamblers are staying awake at this point. So, like, ten. Yeah, more like eleven-ish. Oh, dude, the party's just getting started at eleven. What is wrong with you? Are you old? Maybe. (laughs) Get off my lawn! Get off my airship. Darn whippersnappers. All right, but we're all together hanging out in the, the same room. We just caught each other up on all the stuff, right? Yes. Is there anything you guys want to discuss before either calling it a night and going to sleep or what? Well, Kalila's going to go, well, is it best to potentially take action now or in the morning? Everyone's going to be in their room asleep, I would imagine. I have no idea who's above deck, but we can go take a peek. I'm sure your ga- the gamblers are still mostly going at this point. All right, so your uh, new mithril friend, I would say fancy man. There's two fancy men, the orc and then the, the pervert. Not a pervert. Who said that? You guys ever hear that weird voice occasionally? You know, sometimes I do hear voices in the wind, but I also blame the cursed swamp for that. Now this happens outside the cursed swamp. Okay, look, you, you're not supposed to be admitting this kind of thing. If you admit to this kind of thing, then the nice men come to put a nice, pretty white jacket on you and carry you away, and we never see you again. So please don't admit to that kind of thing. Uh, let's just get a look at Faye and Blake a couple of times. Is it a comfy jacket at least? Can it come in black? It will give you the best hug of your life, but that last hug of your life. Does it come in black? I don't know. Am I allowed friends to come and visit? Maybe. Well, at the rate she's talking, it sounds like you and I will be uh, locked up in there together, so we'll have each other. We'll just level the building. Yeah, we'll blow our way out. I heard that soft groan. What on earth have I been roped into with you guys? (laughs) Nicodemus didn't warn you very good, did he? Just kind of silly that he didn't warn you. Oh, he did. I didn't believe him. Hmm. Oh, it's all true. Yeah, it is. 
Clyde had the same objections to us blowing that building up, too. Oh, then he's the sensible one. I'm gonna go wash my face and think about this. I'll be back shortly. I'm sensible. So is she. We had the sense to blow up the building. Right? It was filled with undead. What else were we supposed to do? Leave it? It got back up after she shot one in the head. Yeah, that too. That happened too. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go wash my face. I'll be back. We just need to get her involved in blowing stuff up. So, Kalila's gonna pick up that copper ring and stare at it and go... And this thing was crammed in an electrical panel yep. that was pried open. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you get electrocuted putting it in there? Not if the power draw isn't uh, high enough. So the engines were shut down. It could have happened during a maintenance. It could have happened when the engines were shut down. So it could have been in there for months. Uh, anywhere between a week to about a month and a half. Ugh, okay. Do we think this is connected to the murder, though? I mean, if you wanted to... If whoever did it wasn't incredibly versed in, in engineering, I mean, you could try to use it as a excuse to lower the price, the, the asking price for the ship. You would still have to understand this box controls the electricity. I could never do that. You could hand me a ring and be like, go sabotage the ship, Kalila, and I wouldn't know what to do. Oh, no, I have faith that you would break the ship. Well, in different means, not prying open an electrical panel and cramming what seems to be an engagement ring of some kind in a panel. That is certainly not the way I would blow this place up. I would like to make this very clear. It looks like a common ring. It's not very fancy. But it has a place for a gemstone, so I'm assuming that it would have looked nice and pretty, maybe on the inexpensive side, okay. as an engagement ring. That's what Kalila's looking at. It wants, It's an ugly piece of crap now, but it might have had a pretty diamond in it or whatever. Okay, that is fair. That's how she's looking at it. I retract. Otherwise, yeah, she would just say ring. Fibulous will actually take a stop and think about the amount of electricity that was needed to cause this stone to pop, and then try to figure out what type of gem it would have been that would have popped under that amount of strain. You have no clue because you don't know where you would start because every stone would have a different kind of connectivity and how much power it could take. Also, it depends on if there was any flaws, any inclusions in the stone. It could rule out, like, super high hard, hardened gems, though. Like Not necessarily. I mean, this is an electrical junction box. You never actually identified what electricals are attached to it. If it's, you know, designed for the, the system for powering up or if it's the overall systems or if it's like a secondary relay. I believe the the engineer told me that junction box was the main junction box for the electrical systems aboard the ship. You know, I do remember that. Okay, well, then that means that it would have a whole lot of power going through it a lot of the time. So you know that a stone like hematite might hold up a little longer because it's technically a metal. But eventually a stone's going to shatter under that much electricity. Unless it's quartz. No, quartz would still also, because if it has any inclusions or any flaws in it. But aliens. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. Right? Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. I'm glad somebody else got that. Thank you. 
Thank I you. got it. I just chose to ignore it. <laughs> you know you can't ignore me. I can try. <laughs> True. Can you ignore the both of us combined? I could leave the channel. She lives with you. She'll follow you. Also true. I'm also currently right here. Yeah, it's two against one right now. I could take you. Ha <laughs> ha! Anyway. But, so we need to go back in there, is what you're saying. Yeah, I'm a, I'm allowed into the engineering room because I'm a now an, an unpaid official member of the crew, which is really a nice compliment. Although pay would be cool, too. I'll nod and go, I'm proud of you. So am I. I wonder if that means they'll let me have one of the automatons. You know, they might give you one when we land, if we could figure this out. Ooh, then we can have it, like, work with us, and, like, I could give it a... We gotta come up with a name for it. Botsworth. I don't know. Not bad. We'll have to work on it. What do you think? She's washing her face. I don't know if she heard that we're going to name it Botsworth. See, she... Ugh. Trying to include her. She goes, well... Who would cram a ring into the... Alright, so we gotta figure out the ring thing further. You said there was a gemstone that might go in this thing? Yeah, look, it has the uh, the brackets for a gem that may have sat in it at one point. She goes, I miss the days of just being able to sniff out a rabbit and follow its trail. Not this crap. Hey, wait a minute. Can't you sniff the the that rag, that cloth thingy you found and see whose scents are on it? Yes. Did you? No. I was a little busy playing control the drunk lady. Faye coming into the room was going to tell her, well, she's probably still passed out. So if you want to go back and do that, I can get you back in that room. She goes, you know, the maybe we can get you back in the other room, too. I need to go down to the engineering bay myself. She goes, all right, you go back down to the engineering bay. I'll go take a peek upstairs and see if the uh, elven woman is still up here. Didn't she huff off to her room after she threw that punch and fell down the stairs? She did, but that doesn't mean that they didn't go back up after she changed and huffed off. I'll deal with that later. I want to get your nose on that uh, on that scarf. All right, I'll follow you. Before you guys do that, I do want to point out she was wearing it during dinner. Who was wearing what during dinner? The human uh, Lady Katana was wearing the scarf at dinner. Yes, but if it has the male scent of the captain on it. Okay. I, all right. That's fine. You're you're fine. That sounds sus. Right? Now I'm suspicious. But Kalila will follow Faye and leave Hugan standing guard. Tephibius okay. will head to the engineering bay. All right. So let's start with... Kalila, odds are even. Even. All right, we're starting with you guys. As you guys make your way down the hallways of the cabin level, you can hear as you pass by the collector's room, you hear what we would know as static. Uh, you also hear him 
kind of humming and nonchalant tune. As you continue on down, you take that left and you start moving down. You see Terry and the elf woman in a scream. Well, Terry is not screaming, but she is screaming at his face, calling him all sorts of manners of insults, mostly in common, saying that he is incompetent, that he lost her favorite scarf and that it is his fault and that he needs to replace it out of his own money. You know, the the normal high elf berating another elf any way she possibly can. Terry is standing there, stoic, looking straight ahead and not even flinching. She turns, slams the door, and Terry just goes, I will leave your water out here. And he places some, what looks like a uh, metal pitcher by the door and starts to walk off. Stopping by you, he gives you a bow and continues on. Kalila's going to act as nonchalant black cat-like as she can while following Faye. Okay. Faye is just moving, but she's supposed to be here because she is. So heading into the to uh, Katana's room? Yep. Terry already knew we were in there anyways. Yep. Opening the door, it's unlocked, of course, because none of you locked it behind you. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, damn, we are bad friends. Shit. <laughs> you hear very soft lullaby-ish music playing over the speaker system. She is passed out, face down in the pillow, snoring away lightly. Kalila is going to go back to the little panel that she found, that she hid the rag in, pull it out, and give it a good sniff to see if it smells anything like the captain. I need you to roll. Let's do survival. It's either perception or survival, or... Let's do perception to find the scent, and then survival to see if you can... If you can uh, compare it to what you the smell that you know of the captain. Okay, the first one you said was what? Survival? Perception. Perception? Yes. 30. So you're picking up a, a plethora of different types of perfumes. Some are more subtle than others. Some are more potent than others. But then you get that hint of the captain's cologne. It's faint. And it smells like it's been tried to be hidden. Like someone tried to douse it with another perfume or tried to wash it. Can't get rid of cedarwood, man. And then you get that distinct smell of dried blood. That irony scent. You know, I have a kit that does stuff. Hold on. I have a trail scent kit. Would there be anything in there that would help identify things? No, that is to make sense uh, to create trails and stuff oh. like that. That's, that's fair. Just in case. Mm-hmm. All right, well, she'll inform Faye of what she sniffs and what was the other role that she needs to do? Uh, survival. For what? To, well, you. I already said you identified it, so don't worry oh, about okay. it. Oh, okay. I had a high enough perception. Just, yeah, definitely has a captain. It's faint, but it's there and smells like blood. Does it also smell like the wife next door? She will take another whiff. I need another perception. 
Mathing. Twenty-three. Taking another deep sniff, you really can't determine any. You, you get a couple of those subtler perfumes, but they are very hard to identify. Over the last several days, I can't distinguish between the two. But there is a faint sniff of mail on this. All right, put it back. Hide it back dutifully in the little panel that I originally had it in. Okay. I'm... To cover for why we came back, I'm going to see if I can find some, like, aspirin powder equivalent pills, something like that, for a headache for a hangover in the morning, and put a glass of water and medicine next to her side. While she's passed out, actually... Kalila's gonna look at her hands. If you're a tiny person trying to like choke somebody with a scarf and the guy's bigger than you, that like, as as Faye said when she originally investigated, it looked like, you know, a foot had been planted or a knee, you know, get leverage. That might have done something to the palms of her hands. Left with some red marks, maybe, or something. Or it could have not, and that's, that's very valid, but I wanna look at her hands. Okay, perception. 27. With the 27, you notice some markings, but it's mostly what looks like maybe around the wrists. Valid technique if you're tiny. Yeah. How long is that scarf? Is it like a short little mammoth? Or, or could you get a good couple of wrist twists? It's a long scarf. I would say it's one of those like... uh like luxury scarves, like what you would see people wear at like the Oscars and stuff like that, where it's like, you can nice wrap it around long. the yeah. nice and long, yeah. Kalila actually is gonna, hold on one second, pull that back out, uncoil the scarf, find about where the blood marks are, and mimic the length to see how long of a length and if that's like neck worthy with a couple of wrist twists, just to see if that scenario fits. While she's passed out and the door's shut. Um... Let's do a let's do a survival check for that because this is you're gonna have to 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 play hunter and figure this out. Yep. Can Faye add her rolls? How are you going to help? You guys are trying to stay silent in a sleeping woman's room. Oh no, I'm not trying to stay silent. Just she's drunk. She's passed out. I have woken up with people making random sounds in my room when I was drunk. So. Okay, so I'm gonna pull. Hold on. So I'm gonna pull her over into the head, and we're going to. I'm gonna wipe the pills again. I'm gonna pull her over into the head, and if she wakes up, that's what we were looking for. That's what woke her up. Okay. See, I'm good at this shit. So while in the bathroom or the head, as we're we're putting it, Kalila's doing her thing to see if like, hey, this will work, and you know, test out her theory. All right. So I need survival rolls from both of you. I need phase number first. I has a dirty 20. I has okay. a 27. All right. With that, you go back and forth, and it looks like whoever did it wrapped the scarf around the captain's neck twice, creating a, a tension loop in the front. So do the blood marks match up with that then, yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
and it looks like they would have had to wrap it around hand or wrist to get that leverage. And based on male, his, from what you remember, his height and basing it on her height, planting a foot on the back would give her the leverage to tighten it even further. All right, well, that checks out. Is the elven woman much taller than her, or are they about the same height? Uh, the human woman's just slightly taller. Um, so if you put them next to each other, the human would stand up to, like, the top of her head would be, like, to the elf woman's nose. So I guess she's a half head taller. So the elf is shorter. No, elf is taller. Okay, thank you. All right, well, now I will hide the rag back nice and quietly. Okay. By rag, I mean scarf. I, I gotcha. I, I picked up what you were putting down. Kalila's going to listen to the wall to see if the uh, elven woman's in her room still. She is in the room. You know that she's already she's in the room because you saw her. Um, are you trying to listen to see if she is doing or saying anything? Only if I can hear it through the wall, through the door. Which are right next to each other, but only if I can hear it. Perception check. I think your hearing's better than mine, so I'm gonna 28. Go With a 28, you hear the sounds of... <laughs> but you can't make out any direct words. Yeah, she's just bitching and yelling, but I can't hear anything. Where are we going next? Looking at Faye. Hmm. Do you remember if Katana told us that she knew that her lover has a bid on the Murdoch? Yes, she does. She knows that he has a bid. The Murdoch would make him independent of his wife, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. According to her, if I remember right... The wife holds all the power, and if he leaves her, he loses a bunch. But if she leaves him, he keeps everything. Right, but didn't she say that he was socking away money and was used that to buy the Murdoch? She did say that he had a secret stash of money that the other lady doesn't know about. He could just be doing that so he can spend less on her and more on her making a nod to the one that passed out on the bed. Maybe. Let's get out of here. I'm gonna go ahead and leave these pills over here for her. She's really gonna have a headache and she ain't used to it. Yep. Miss Kalila's gonna pick up the nice bottle of, of whatever the, the cook brought her to give back. As the camera follows you guys out the room, it takes a sharp right and heads down the stairs, catching up with the Thibulus as he is placing his hand on the scanner to let himself into the cockpit. Inside, you can hear the engines humming away, and you can see the navigator standing at the helm. Howdy. He gives you a nod, and he's like, So, uh, you come to keep me company, or are you going to try murdering me too? Well, you know... No, I'm, I'm not going to murder you. Besides, um, you already know I'm here. I'd lose the element of surprise. Yeah, I know. And no one ever said you were a good assassin. That's true. I'll have to work on that. Yeah. No, I came back, came back to check something real quick. 
Oh, what's that? That ring we pulled out of the uh, junction box? Yeah. Had a gem in it. He stops looking forward for a moment and literally looks at you. His whiskers twitch annoyingly as he raises an eyebrow. Who in the seven heavens puts a ring in an electrical box? Someone who wanted to mess up the power distribution of the ship? Sounds like someone that's got a freaking death warrant. Do you know how much how much power flows through those things? Um, enough to cook a person. Yeah. And then some. Yeah. But my estimate that ring had been there at least a week to half a month, maybe. But yeah, that's what was killing the engines for a bit. Huh. So what do you need from me? Uh, I'm just gonna go in there and take a look at it because they also pried that box open originally. Yeah, the uh, the engineer was complaining about that, and he said that he luckily had a spare. But then I heard hammering, so I'm assuming he, when he meant a spare, he meant a hammer. My question is, who would have been able to get in there without one? As, as protective as he is of the engine, how did someone get in there and not he not notice that? Sometimes if we dock for repairs or big refueling stations, sometimes everyone on the crew will work on the engine to at least check things. You know, make sure wires aren't frayed, make sure that screws are tightened down all the way. It's one of the few times a Murdoch is actually completely offline. Like, our the blimp above is completely drained. We do a pretty decent check. It takes about couple of hours to do just the engine check not counting checking the uh the actual propellers and the the blimp itself well, my question is does anyone ever go over the work to make sure it was done right there's four people and you have seen the size of the murdoch valid point we try to triple check key things so it takes three signatures to sign off for any big thing like the blimp all four of us have to agree that it is in working order the engine all three people uh three people have to agree that it is in working order uh propellers uh, is a two-man check glass or uh, the bots are a one-man check it just depends on the system is how many people we have check gotcha but i won't be too long he goes, if you're going to open that box, the engines are elect are online. You're going to risk getting zapped. Mm, opening the outer shell of the box should be all right. I'm not going to stick my hand in there. All right. Well, if I smell a cooked gnome, you realize I'm just going to let you cook. You might be for breakfast tomorrow. Well, hopefully I taste good. I don't know. You look a little wiry to me. <laughs> Electrical jokes. <laughs> he goes, you should be, uh, your, your security clearance should be working, so you should be able to go back there. And Defibrius will go back and see if he is. As you place your hand on this other scanner, it takes it a little longer to scan. But then it beeps and opens up, letting you inside. Inside, the engine is much louder than it is before, and you can see the box that you had originally found has definitely been repaired. And it is very obvious that the engineer 
took a hammer to the shielding and hammered it as straight as possible. Is the engineer in there? No. Is anyone in here? Nope. They are running on longer hours. Oh, that's right. Well, first things first, Deferius will check the ground around the fuse box and just around in case any of the fragments fell out or the gem itself. I need a perception check. As often as we do that, you think I would remember the, the bonus and all that. Especially in this section of the adventure. This arc has been a lot of perception checks. 27. With a 27, you begin looking around, and you notice that the engine room has no dust anywhere. It looks like it has been detail-cleaned. I Defibus just mutters brass bolts. As you continue looking around, you look closer to where the venting for this electrical box is. You know how sometimes those vents will have to be down-faced? Yes. And you see a little bit of a sparkle. Defibus will investigate that. Perception. 31. 31? 31? Yes, sir. With a 31, you lean in close, you stare, and you do see sparkles. And you can't tell if it is metal shavings or maybe gemstone dust, but it is too fine of a dust to really determine what color it is. Would my engineering kit have a magnifying glass or anything in it that I could use? Nothing that strong. You would need something like a jeweler's eyepiece. Is it still safe to gather some of that stuff? Yes, because it's on the outside of the electrical panel. Defibulous will take uh, and gather some of that. Alright. How are you gathering it? That is a good question. Pardon me, I have to go through the character sheet real quick. <laughs> I can cast spells? <laughs> I didn't realize I could actually... I can speak with animals, digitation, gosher sound, and dancing lights. <laughs> oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff down here I didn't realize was there. Oh, I have an idea on how I could do this. We'll take his journal and brush some of the dust onto one of the pages that he hasn't used and flip, bend the corner over and then close the book with the dust in it. All right. Um, give me a straight roll. 19. All right. You do it. You probably, like, use your, you take off uh, your bare feet so you don't make any sudden woofs of movement. You carefully scrape up some of this strange sparkly powder into a page, folding it over gently. You close the book. You have yourself a glittery powder. He'll uh, investigate the fuse, that power bo relay box to see if it's safe to even touch it at this point. Okay. Uh, knowledge engineering. Hey, hey. Does this mean that the Fabulous was a barefootless, barefoot gnome? Yes. Wait. Barefootless, barefoot gnome. Yes. Yes, he was. 27. Uh, with a 27, you look at the electrical panel and you notice that, you know, it is safe to open, 
but it probably wouldn't be wise to open, like, to touch anything just because of there might be still pieces of metal that are creating micro arcs. So the box shell is safe to touch and mess with. Mm -hmm. The inside is potentially dangerous. Correct. Well, I will at least carefully open the box and then peek around to see if I can see any larger fragments of gem in there. Okay. Roll your skill for engineering. 26. All right. You have the plate off, and you can see that some of the wires are slightly damaged from the short out, and there are little arcs happening here and there. Nothing with any type of direct pattern because electricity is kind of chaotic at times. Mm, pretty. And I need a perception check. 21. 21, you look around carefully, and it doesn't look like there is any crystal powder anywhere that you can see. But at the same time, you do see that there are a lot of sparks happening. So if there is some powder, it's probably just enough to where you're getting those little micro arcs. You would probably have to shut down the engine to do a thorough look. Yeah, that's not going to be I doubt they're going to let me to shut down the engine. But I will uh, poke my head out to the uh, navigator, or whoever is running the ship at the moment. Hmm? When's the next time the engine's due to be shut off again? He goes, uh, we're talking about staying at Godsfell for a couple of days until we can get this repaired fully. Godsfell's the only place on this stinking planet that has the equipment to do these repairs, let alone the m materials. Some of these wires I've never even seen before. Yeah, they're pretty darn sophisticated wiring. Yeah. And I mean, this control panel by itself, it's not... It's not normal. Like, I've been on a couple of airships in my times, and this is a marvel of technology. Which really begs the the, diff the question is, rare as this, this self is, that someone had the, uh, the intelligence to know to jam a ring right in that spot. Yeah. Hmm. Alrighty. I'm going to close up the box, and I think I'm done here for the moment. As you begin to seal up the electrical panel. What is y'all's plan? Are you guys going to reconvene and call it a night, or are you going to continue to investigate throughout the night? I would like to remind you guys have been up since early morning. Kalal mm. is all about getting some kind of semblance of sleep. But I think Faye might have one or two things that she wants to do before bed, or wait until morning and do it in the morning. I don't know which. Which would you like, Faye? What's the fabulous doing? On his way back up to the cabin at this point, because he's sealed up the electrical box. I'm gonna go ask Terry a thing, and probably run into the fabulous in the hallway. Okay. As you exit your estate room, you see Terry walking towards his room. Looks like he has what looks like maybe a small plate of food and possibly you know, maybe something to call it a night with. Like um, what is it called? A nightcap. Thank you, a nightcap. Seeing you, he pauses and gives you a light bow. He goes, is there anything I can help you with? 
There is, but if you're on your way to bed, then I'll pick your brain over it in the morning. I don't want to keep you up too late. He goes, well, my job is to assist in all manners. Just let me set this down in my room and we can discuss it. Okay. Walking over to his room, he sets the food down inside. Stepping out, he gives you another bow and goes, now what is this about? I kind of need somebody to ask. And it's kind of an odd question, but you have been extremely helpful and knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about the power dynamics in an elven marriage? He thinks about it for a moment and he goes, well, it does depend on by any any semblance of the word, I guess, which variant of elf you are speaking. I am an imperial elf. Our family dynamic is a little bit more equal. Um, you have the heads of the family, sometimes a mother and father, sometimes a mother and mother, sometimes a father and a father, depending on the dynamics. And they discuss the pros and cons of things that need to be done. In the drow community, the male has ultimate say, but in an ideal relationship, there would be a conversation. In the high elf, the women are in control, and it is an absolute. If the woman leaves the man, the man would be able to keep any funds of money. They also have a stance against same gender marriages, but it is not uncommon. Uh, it is more of a logistical nightmare for when dealing with separations of funds. Uh, and then if we're talking forest elves or anything of that matter, it just depends on the clan that they stand under. But ultimately, if you were speaking of the guests that are here, they are of the high elf variety so the woman has ultimate say and the only way the male would be able to keep all of his money is if she chooses to leave him if he leaves her he loses 90% of all of his wealth hmm okay are there is there anything that would make that extenuating circumstances um in regards to the high elves no, their laws are pretty rigid. I believe there have been a couple of cases where the men have fought and won. But I'm not of that sub-race. I am, I am from the royal city. I am from the uh, holy city, which makes me an imperial elf. Okay, um, that gives me something to chew on. Terry, I appreciate it. I hope you have a good Thanks. night. You as well. Exiting off, he heads back into his room, and the door just gently closes and locks. Faye is going to kind of wander around the hallways for a minute, pacing, thinking, moving with her thoughts. As the night ticks on, you can see Baka Baklava and his halfling friend head to their rooms. You see Golcat stumble down not drunk but maybe high it's hard to say you see Corganaut walking down the stairs with a wily smile on his face patting his chest which sounds like the clink of gold as he just moves 
down to his room. Somebody had a lucky night. And then you see the elf male walking down. His head hung a little low. Looks like he may have lost a bet or two. The cabin level lights dim slowly, turning a relaxing hue of blue. As over the PA, the music seems to just fade away, leaving you to hear the hum of the engines that are beating the air outside. And that is where we're going to call this episode. Well, well, well. It seems as if Defibulus has found himself another clue. As Faye wanders the hall of the Murdoch, she had some answers given to her by the very helpful Terry. Well, it seems as if the Alpha Team is moving quite well in solving this murder. Well, that is all the time we have for now. For the moon is high, and my story ends for this evening. But as always, me friends, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at WhatTheDicePod, Twitter at WhatTheDicePod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 